Welcome to the official podcast where the bombs get thrown. I'm your host, May Shayla Bogan, and I introduce to you the Mike Bomb Podcast. Every night and I pray Asking Lord let him hear I got something to say There's a fear out there When it's coming your way Don't let it stop you From living for what you were made It's not a dream It's a destiny Alright Welcome to the Mike Bomb Podcast Thank you for once again joining I am kicking off this episode with Well first thing first I'm your host me Shayla Let me kick that off right now <laughs> That's number one That's how you know I ain't do this in a while Number two I am kicking off this episode with my girl. Of course, I had to bring her up here. Miss Alexis from Vegas. Alexis. Alexis, how are you doing today? Hi. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty good. You know, can't complain much. But nice. we got to get started here because, girl, the audience don't really know much about you. And I brought you up here because, well, let's get real here. We need more women's sports personalities, especially as an all-female podcast. But <laughs> let's just kick it off with talking about you. Let's just start there. Okay. It's always weird talking about myself. I, I feel like I'll go on a tangent. But basically, my name is Alexis. I was born and raised in Las Vegas. Um Hence why I'm pretty adamant on the Alexis from Vegas thing. There's not too many people that live here that are from here. So um, I love that about myself. Um, I am a former tennis player. I played tennis my whole life. I played in college. Um, the daughter of professional basketball player and, you know, every guy in my family played collegiate and professional basketball. So I knew that this was something that I wanted to do. I just didn't enjoy having teammates and having people be accountable for my wins and losses. So I uh, just kept playing tennis and it introduced me to a lot of people. And while I was in school in Oklahoma, I realized, you know, I don't, I don't think I want to work for someone. And so I just need to figure out how to do something in the sports space and I figured out like I know how to amplify and elevate people and brands so I kind of just went out took a dive and decided that's what I was going to do with my life and here we are eight years later I think probably a little less than that but you know um and yeah I have a business I work in sports and I do my best to help and amplify any women in the space because I definitely got lucky. Um, my family, my connections, the people I grew up with definitely helped me out along the way. So I just kind of try to use that and give in that sense because I do agree there does need to be more females in the sports space in any and all capacities. So that's kind of sort of my thing. I kind of enjoy not being known as you know a public figure per se um but also being known well enough in the space to where i feel like women know that 
they can do what I do. So if that makes sense. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you're right. There, there does need to be a lot of women in sports because even though we can all agree that it has increased because at one point it was like a 1.9% of population. And that is like the combination of women producers, women writers, women sportscasters, broadcasters, spoke people, et cetera. There weren't even no women managers. So the fact that we got at least two or three, maybe like five, but that's not enough because we're still being outnumbered by the other gender. And when you say all of that and you mention all of that, it's just like, yeah, it's it's 100% true. That's pretty much all that I could say on that topic as a- Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that there was an actual number to it. So that's kind of that's eye-opening. Um, yeah, that was the last calculation of it. And that was about 2012, I believe it was. So it might have increased, but no, obviously there's good. still a long way to go with that. Yeah, and definitely. that's the purpose of all of this. I think it's, I mean, to be completely honest, it's always crazy to hear the statistics because as the daughter, sister, um, you know, girlfriend, like all these things in the sports space, I find it honestly impossible for one thing to get to, like from one task to get from start to finish without a female being in the equation in some capacity. So that's what's the, the crazy thing. Like I genuinely, you know, when I'm um, working with some of my clients and they're looking for agents or things like that. If there's not a female agent on the staff, I'm wondering, okay, well, if there's no female agent, are there female managers in what capacity are the females working at this, at, a, at this agency? You know, it's crazy that we still have sports agencies that don't have women on their staff, you know? Um, so it's kind of refreshing to see that it the number is growing and to hopefully be a part of that yeah and in some way i believe that you are because i hear from a lot of people and, and a lot of people i mean particularly a lot of men that to be my age and to be where i'm at i'm you know pretty advanced so i just only imagine someone who's up on a higher level of course as of right now as you should because you've been doing this longer but um, you spoke about being in a sports brand and having your own business, which is another reason why I brought you up here on this show, because I feel like the people have to know your journey to the sports. Um, yeah, let's talk about that first. Yeah, so Doe Sports started, my business partner, Sydney, and I, we kind of grew up in the space in a sense together we weren't always um, familiar with each other we weren't always friends we weren't always working together but you know um it's crazy my dad he was with my sister last week and my sister was like yeah um you know daddy asked about you and um about sydney and sydney's dad because I didn't even know, you know, they, they were hoopers at the same time. So, you know, they just knew each other. So it's kind of cool that we came full circle and she's been in 
the you know east coast dmv area and now she's in kentucky and i've always been out on the west coast and um had dabbled in texas and stuff like that we've always been working in the space and so we finally just decided to start doing it together and it's been nice we're just taking the projects that we want on we're starting we're trying to do things that will start a legacy within ourselves and within dove sports you know we have been a part of so many amazing sports especially basketball things in some capacity and now we're like why don't we start making these things you know we're working on um, we're doing a basketball tournament, a high school basketball tournament in Kentucky, where she's at um, this summer. This is our our baby. This is for the first time. It's our tournament that we're bringing people in. Usually we're working tournaments and things like that. So Sydney has been amazing at kind of letting me know like, hey, you're here, but you can you can elevate yourself even more. So um, I've never worked for anyone. I've always had my business and I've always done business um, dependent on if I want to or not. But now it's nice to have a business partner and own a business that is creating things. So we have the agency to even expand our brand and bring in girls to help us and be a part of this. I think that's like the biggest thing that I want to do is I want to leave this business one day knowing that there's a hundred of me, hopefully a thousand, you know, like that's my goal. Cause I think there's so many things that women can do in the space. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, pinpointed to one thing or you don't have to be put yourself in a box. I decided I didn't like the boxes. So I just made one and I don't advise everyone to do that because obviously, you know, there's, there's situation and circumstances that you have to decide if it's a good fit for you. But I just knew I wasn't gonna let anyone tell me what to do when it came to my job and my career. And so I just formed it. I just created it myself. <laughs> yeah, I gotta agree with you there. Um, obviously, I'm not trying to work for someone the rest of my life. My goal, one of my ultimate goals actually is to own my own network in this, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, you know, like another basically another ESPN or a Fox, you know, CBS. Yeah. A network like that, but obviously women owned that were promote more of women's sports such as the WNBA tennis, volleyball, sometimes even track. It's so many events has happened in there. For example, Shakari Richardson, a lot of people seem to forgot about her. People don't know that she actually in one event beat Elaine Thompson, which, yeah, she beat Elaine Thompson. Elaine Thompson ran like a 10.75 in the 100 meter. She ran a 10.5 flat. Oh, and wow. that, yeah, beat the fastest woman in the world right now in her basically at her own game and that is not being talked about it would it just got overlooked it got ignored and this happened ladies and gentlemen last july last august this happened and it's not being bought up i ain't hear it on not one sports show not 
it wasn't even a highlight. And I'm like, this woman who represents our country, who many people would say is the fastest woman to represent America in the Olympics in any way, shape, or form since Florence, Florence Joyner. And it's nope. not being talked about. And to all of you that don't know who Florence Joyner is, <laughs> she's the fastest damn woman to ever represent America in the Olympics in track and field. The fastest, she was considered the fastest woman alive. And her records, if I'm not mistaken, still to this day are not broken. But Shakari, apparently, according to many, is on the is on the verge of breaking those records and it's not being talked about. And we know why it's not being talked about. It's like, it's sad because particularly in our own country, you sing, you'll hear more of you sings Bolt's name than you will hear Shakari Richardson. And it's like, what happened to equality? What happened to, you know, rooting for our people? What happened to all of that? But we all know the truth. Why? Because it's a woman and it's women's sports and they don't, believe that women are entitled or have what it takes or have it in them basically to be an athlete. And we know this already because we know what it would be if it was, if it was Usain Bolt who would have lost that race to an American guy. And I hate to be the one that had to pull the gender or the race card, but we know what it is already. We're not, listen, this show is all about being real and it, it has to get damn real on this episode right now <laughs> because it's just, it. It's the truth. The facts are the facts. We know what would happen if a guy who's on the Amer on the American Olympics team would have beat Usain Bolt in that 100. It would have probably been the talk of the damn year. Yeah. Elaine Thompson, to me, deserves just as much respect as just as much as respect as Usain Bolt because she's done just as much for women or for the game of track and field, as Usain Bolt did. And yep. what people don't understand, that was the question of the decade, maybe decades. Who is going to dethrone Elaine Thompson? Because every time we've seen her, it was a clean sweep. It was always her and whoever came after her. It was something <laughs> like we've seen women switch in and out of those events from second and below. Second to beyond, basically. But we never seen first place change names until Shakari raced Elaine Thompson and beat her. No one talked about it. It was not. It was not on no networks. And I checked. I checked it. It wasn't even in the damn articles of the major sport network companies that are in America. It's 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 nowhere to be found. And I'm like, why is this not being talked about? Why are we? clicking on the internet and we hear someone whose job is not to report stuff like this happen to bring this to our attention. Why wasn't we able to see this on national television? We able to see highlights of things that we have seen billions and zillions of times, but something like this happened, it matters. One, because it's changing the game in a good way. Two, it's allowing us to be shown that it's going to be more than just Elaine Thompson for the for years to come or from this, at least this year and beyond. And it's just not. So it's like, when you say that it reminded me a lot of that event because it's like, what is going on here? You know, but yeah. I mean, as someone who played a sport that isn't particularly the most popular 
Um, Unless you're Serena Williams <laughs> or the Williams yeah, sisters. I look at it as they had so many hills to climb. Now Serena is considered, you know, like the greatest athlete of all time. She's in there with the guys, but you know, from a casual tennis fan, it, it, it makes sense. But for someone who's in the sport, her accomplishments are damn near impossible. Yeah. Like Jordan, Braun, like at the end of the day, you can, there are not a lot, but there are a few people that can accomplish those things in basketball. There are a few people that can, you know, one day we're going to talk about how Patrick Mahomes has more rings than Tom Brady. One, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe, but he, it's there. That storyline is there. There wasn't one of those for Serena. It was never even close to an idea and as a former tennis player, I consider myself an accomplished athlete. And I did 0.01% of the things that she did in the sport. And tennis took me far. And I still don't have not even a percentage of the accomplishments that she has. So that's where it's like, I kind of get it because like I, I grew up playing a sport where not many people understand how hard it is to be Serena. So track is, it's the same thing where you, you only get recognition for things like that at the Olympics and Still, you taught me something. So that says a lot. We're, we are being failed in the sense where if you're a sports fan, any goat in a sport should fascinate you at the very least. You don't have to know everything about every sport. There are sports that I don't care for, but knowing the greatest in that sport that at the very least people who love sports should care about and should have interest in because that's what it's all uh, at the end of the day sports is just winning or losing so knowing who's the best at winning is intriguing so it's kind of crazy that there's someone in the sport of track and field that is the best and no one talks about it so i think it's great to pinpoint that and be one of the people that wants to amplify and one day change that, that scope of things. Yeah. And that's really the purpose to me of the women, what they would call nowadays, the women's revolution. And I think the ultimate purpose of starting that to me was to change people's perception overall, what they think about women in general, but particularly as athletes, commentators, Anybody who's involved in sports in any way, shape, or form. Because they've always, to me, they've been respected in the music game. Mm -hmm. But that's yeah. pretty much it in my book. But with all the great singers and entertainers of women, 
they really at this rate just had no choice, especially <laughs> with the way that women are taking over the rap game and R&B, hip hop, all of that, even pop. But to back to the basis of sports, it's just a change you know, everyone's perception on truthfully what they think about women in sports, no matter what job, no matter what field you want to put them in, whether you want to put them in front of the camera, behind the camera, they're going to hear, they're here and they're staying here. And it's only going to continue to be more of us. And that's the purpose. That's the purpose of bringing here, change people's perceptions so we can continue to earn our opportunities, not be given but earn our opportunities to become a household name like the Al Michaels, the Stephen A. Smiths, the Shannon Sharps, and many more, the Peter Kings, as we name them, and many more names like that. We're looking for someone to top them because we have not had like a big, big name since Hannah Storm, since Phyllis George. So many people forget about Jane Kennedy who you could definitely argue it's the reason why any woman of color is getting opportunity because she was the first. When yeah. we think about women in sports and women of color in sports, especially as sports personalities, commentators, etc., she's the original. She was the first ever female sportscaster that was an African-American or minority. And that part gets overlooked when we mention so many sportscasters, but we don't mention the one that can def that you can definitely argue created diversity within race for women. And it's just when you think about all of that and you think about how you're still being looked at, even you know, to this day, it's gonna it's gonna cause a little bit of frustration because it's gonna be like, okay, what the hell else do we have to do to prove to you that we are just as entitled as they are that we are just as good as they are if not even better no offense fellas but um what it's like what else needs to be done but we know the truth of why you know why they think like that because they don't think we can hang with them they don't think we have the knowledge and the power that they have and i actually appreciate this revolution because here's the grand moment where i think this generation like the you and the eyes of of many will prove them wrong that's yeah that's honestly how i was gonna say it's it's crazy to think about it and it's probably easier to to be upset but i always just think like i just keep going when it comes to the work and uh that's sort of my my own motivation is like like I said I want to get to a place where whatever it is people feel like I am when it comes to the sports space when I'm done my work will allow me to leave knowing that what I do is possible for a lot of other women yeah, and that's and that's the purpose of this as well is to leave your mark is to make sure that excuse me when you leave the opportunities that you didn't have when you first got started the women behind you do and yeah. it keeps going. 
for generations to come. Because if we stop, it's a it's a fail. It's a fail to the women before us. It's a failure to us, and it's a failure to the women behind us because it defeats the whole purpose of the women's revolution in sports. Because like I, you know, like we both already admitted that it's to change people's perception on what they think about women in sports, to change people's mentality of she's a woman, she doesn't know what she's talking about, or basically change the idiotic sayings of stay in the kitchen, wash the dishes, cook, do all this other BS, basically stay, stay in the makeup counter. It's like, it's all this crap, but it's to get rid of all of that. It's to let people know that we do not only belong in the kitchen, or I should say the kitchen, but we belong in the booth. We belong behind the scenes. We belong on the keyboard typing and writing the stories. We belong with the mics in our hands, handing them to your favorite athletes, asking them questions. We belong everywhere. Everywhere there is to have a job in sports, at least Two women should be covering that per year, at least two per company, per section, per sport. But it's sad that we're not even getting that. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the minimum. I'm not even going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, that should be the most. No, 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 no. Get as many damn women as there is possible. But it really speaking, will make things you know, easier. That's my whole thing is like. I, I genuinely just, I, I mentioned this in the beginning and I'll mention it now towards the end that to be completely honest, like I've seen the process with those that don't give women a seat at the table and it's just not done correctly. And I just feel like make things and make everyone's lives easier by just realizing that women get stuff done. <laughs> so. Period. Behind every strong man, it's a stronger woman. Soon as you get that, the easier this all will be. Literally. And maybe we wouldn't have to do what many would call us out for doing. Yeah. Nagging for yeah. opportunity or nagging your ears. But we're speaking on women. We're speaking on women's empowerment and the women's revolution. And that brings me to my next question for you. Women's empowerment. What needs to happen for the next generation of women in sports when it comes to athletes and personalities and women who is passionate about this in general? I think the biggest thing to continue on um, in this is don't let anything inner affect the outer. Like for me, I, if it's a woman, if it's a woman in the sports space, 9.9 .9 times out of 10, I'm saying yes, in whatever capacity the situation is whether it's becoming friends, whether it's working together, whether it's a want and ask, anything like that. I'm just saying in the full scope of things, it's a yes for me. And even if it's, even if it's, I feel like it's a no, it's never going to be a no publicly because the one excuse that will always come from a man is that a woman can't do something because the inner takes over the outer. So that is my number one 
um, thing as far as pushing the women's empowerment and the movement forward, keep doing that. Anything that is of negative of that does not need to be showcased. Like I don't have, I don't have public beefs. I don't, I wouldn't not work with someone because we beef. I literally, I find that it could be my biggest enemy, but if it's a woman and if we're in this space where they're already counting us out, the enemy, the word enemy doesn't need to be there. At the end of the day, I will make it work because it's going to be better for the next generation and moving on. If you learn to put that stuff aside, it's just smooth sailing from, from then on. Like I don't have a million female friends in this space, but I don't have enemies in, in this female. Exactly. So that is like the biggest thing. And if I do, and if I did, no one needs to know about it because that's going to be the first thing that comes from a man's mouth. So that's my, my kicker. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, we speak on that, but I think another thing that should occur is basically more promotion of women in sports. Like, I just feel like it's time for women to be promoted just as much as men. It's time for women to basically be announced as much as men, if that makes sense. It's Sometimes just that work has to be done ourselves though. That's the one thing I will say about myself. I mean, it wouldn't matter. Like I said, I come from a family full of professional athletes, NBA players, NFL players, um, you know, high level college, things like that. But if you ask me who the best athlete in my family is, I'm saying me. Right. No from a competitive standpoint, of course. But that's also from a, it would, it wouldn't matter as far as the competitiveness, but it also, I don't need that verification from a man. I don't need that verification from someone else. If you put me on a basketball court with my uncle, who is the number one pick in the NBA draft, no one can tell me I won't win. And I feel like if women have that mentality, it also helps because at the end of the day, there might never be someone who gives you that validation that you're seeking for. So it has to come from your yourself. Right. And it's like, if you don't think highly of yourself, who do or who will? And that's the thing, even though the numbers or the statistics in any way, shape or form in any field you want to go in, it's like, even though that may not say that you're the best, but we can all agree. If you don't think you're the best at what you do, then hell, there's the door. Get the hell out. No because if you don't think that you're number one, then who will? Yeah. So but that's my, I feel like, you know, if we, if we pause and wait for the door to open, it won't open. So we just got to open it ourselves. Yeah, honestly, we're done opening it. It's time to kick the bitch in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 
exactly. However you decide to open it, but open it. So right, open it, shatter yeah. every glass ceiling, <laughs> knock down every door, and yeah. you know, could if that. anything, build a bigger door and a new one for better opportunity for all. But keep it open for the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Right. But now we talk about the women in here, right? We talk about women's sports, but you know I had to bring you up here to talk some WNBA. Mm. You know we had to go, we we had to do it. Not to because once again, not too many shows are. So honestly, I'ma just ask you this one question and then I'ma just then we're gonna have to let it go. Okay. I'ma let you go about your day. <laughs> what needs to be uh, done for the WNBA to get to gain more exposure? Because what people don't know. Women's basketball is actually the most watched women's sport in the world. And WNBA <laughs> is the ultimate professionals. Yeah. So it's like this is the big this is will be considered the big girls league for any women who want to ball for the rest of their life behind the Olympics of course. Yeah. So it's like what needs to be done for the WNBA to gain more exposure from fans and to gain more, okay, to gain more exposure from companies and to gain more engagement from fans? That's a better way of asking that question. Honestly, the only thing for me, my opinion, it would, if this, they, if this one thing was done, all the other things that need to be done, it would trick, it would be a trick, trickling effect the the WNBA needs to stop having the expectations of the NBA. Let's just mm. build, continue to build, kick down the doors, open new doors, and just stay in that space of continuing to grow and showing people the product instead of comparing the product. It does not need to happen because the second you do, it's an opening, a flood opening of negativity. Because at the end of the day, it's genetics. Men and women are not built the same. So the basketball is not the same, but that doesn't mean that the basketball is not as good. So what is the point of even comparing it? Treat it like two entities. Treat it like we are the WNBA. We are the highest of the high. And just keep going and keep pushing the sport forward. The problem is, is that there's too many noticing that the, that the sport isn't moving forward as fast as the men's equivalent of the sport. And they keep reacting and feeding off of that. That's where I'll probably never get a ton of people to agree with me because I just don't have that. I don't live in that mentality. Right. Like, like I just said, you couldn't tell me some, my uncle is better than me at basketball just because he was drafted number one in the NBA because I don't think about the NBA when it comes to how to compare or quantify me as an athlete. 
So the best women's basketball players in the world don't need the NBA to tell them what their product is. Right. Because we know what Candace Parker's product is. We know what Diana Taurasi's product is. Sue Bird, so many. Lisa Leslie. What like, about the new have, stars is coming we out? We have the product. We have what it takes to make it a household name when it comes to sports. We just don't have to keep talking about the male equivalent. Right. It's honestly wasting time. Yeah, lead the NBA out of this. They it's gained enough making more about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. I feel like the more we complain about the WNBA in comparison to the NBA, we're wasting time blowing up the WNBA. Yeah, That's we are. So like because I said, it's I'm like always, the more that's like my that one ticker question because I don't get people to to I don't get everyone to agree with me, but as someone who took a step back from the sport, played something else, and I played a sport that is the most popular sport amongst women. Serena Williams is one of the highest paid athletes, not female athletes in the world. Like women's tennis players in regards to salaries and all that stuff are treated net worth equally as of the men. So coming from a space of that sport, Serena is not comparing herself to men. She doesn't need to, and she doesn't have to. All she's letting you know is that she is the greatest of all time. So Period. We don't need to do the same thing when it comes to basketball. We're exactly. time. We're slowing ourselves down by making it about it in comparison to the NBA. Let's yeah. just freaking building the W. Yeah, it is. It's like, and I think people, when they hear you say that, right? First thing first, I think a lot of people have a habit of cutting people off when they just <laughs> hear that one little thing. And then it's like, oh, da 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 let people land, let, let people finish, let people land. That's number one. Number two, because let's think about this. You mentioned Serena Williams. I never heard her mention men's tennis in her, in her entire career. <laughs> I've never heard Venus mention men's tennis. And we consider them the greatest duo of all time. They both have except, you know, excellent careers and great legacies individually, let alone together. No one really wanted to play them to it because it was hard to beat them. But um, it's, it's plain as simple as this. They didn't mention men's sports. No, they, while promoting themselves and promoting the sport that they play respectfully or they play, well, Serena played. Venus, on the other hand, if I'm not mistaken, still play if she yeah. didn't retire. But um, they promoted other women's sports. They spoke more about they kept the focus where it was supposed to be, more of the story. They kept it if they were not talking about themselves as tennis athletes and their opponents who are also tennis athletes, women tennis athletes in their own right. They were speaking about the generalization of women's sports needing to matter more. They wasn't talking. They wasn't mentioning the men. They was mentioning the reasons why women's 
sports should matter more within themselves and other women athletes while mentioning other women in the in other sport leagues like the WNBA. And I think that's why we got women like Candace Parker, who's not getting the same buzz as Steph Curry, even though just like Steph Curry, well, Steph Curry now got four titles, but Candace got about like two or three, something like that. You got Diana Taurasi, who has about two to three titles. Then you have Sue Bird, who got at least a good three. I know that woman got three. It's like, these women cannot get the exposure they deserve, like get the exposure that Serena will, Serena and Venus and other women like that. It's because the fact that soon as we see a great woman, we always want to put them in the same category of great men, except for keeping them in their own category and saying and asking ourselves this question, what could this mean for her day and era and for the next era behind her and the eras that's behind both of them? And that's really the problem here. We, when it comes to the WNBA, in my rightful opinion, and this is me piggybacking off of what you just said, we don't keep the focus where it belongs. We want to, when you mention the NBA, I get where everyone's coming from with the, oh yeah, they're not getting attention as, as much as the NBA, they deserve it, things like that. But the reason why, because you don't never hear the NBA comparing themselves or any athlete in the NBA comparing themselves to an athlete in the NFL. No, they compare themselves to other athletes in their league to keep their brand, to keep their promotion and to keep their, basically their billion dollar company up to date and within getting engagement and fans and things like that. I think the WNBA should take notes in that manner from the NBA. And I think that might just be the problem here because it's like, well, if we're just going to keep hearing about the NBA and the WNBA, then we might as well watch the NBA. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people that just don't, like we already discussed, just don't think that women are worthy and think they and don't think they have what it takes. But how can we, as women, change that perception? Exactly. we don't keep the focus for us. It needs to be okay. If there's negative, if there's people who don't like women's basketball, if there's people that don't like the WNBA, instead of harping on it and trying to figure out why, just keep making your product better. Right. Like it'll, it'll happen. And if it doesn't, that's okay. It needs to be okay because there will be 10 more other people that do appreciate it. So that's where it's like, we spend too much time identifying the negative and the comparison. And it's just, all we have to do is keep amplifying the product. Just keep going. Right. Like, but like I said, I'm, I, it's been so many, it's been so many years and it's taken me a while to get this way of thinking, but the longer you spend on negative, you'll never get the positive that you want. So that's where I think the W is lacking is they spend too much time analyzing and identifying the people that don't like the W instead of just continuing to make the W better and forcing those people who don't like it to end up at the very least intrigued. And if they're not intrigued by the product, they're going to be intrigued by the success of the product. Because at the end of the day, people 
if if they see something that's people are you know that's just human nature if you see something that everyone likes even if you don't end up liking it you're going to be intrigued by the fact that everyone does and at least want to know why why <laughs> so that's the we just need to keep pushing the game forward stop focusing on the negative and stop comparing to the to the nba yeah yeah i definitely agree and speaking of the nba i know i said that was the last question i just need your thoughts overall on the wnba this season um i hope the sparks win and lexi brown <laughs> vice versa lexi brown gets an award that's yes. <laughs> yeah yeah all right that's perfectly fine unfortunately alexis i have to let you go um it's been a great time having yes, you on the show great thank you so much you're welcome and i hope to have you again down the road absolutely if, go once girls again, <laughs> <laughs> once again. all right Okay, that's pretty much it. If you guys are not already, give her a follow on Twitter at Alexis from Vegas. Give me a follow on Twitter and on social media at Max Sports. This is your host, May Shayla, signing out. And this has been the Mike Bomb Podcast. Welcome to the Mike Bomb Podcast, the podcast where the bombs get thrown. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode. This is your host, May Shayla, exiting out. But before I do, I would like to take the time to thank everyone who has subscribed, followed, and listened to the podcast and for your overall support and love. If you are interested in getting more news and updates about the podcast, such as new episodes, new seasons, you can now subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, Google Podcasts, and much more. Or you can visit www.themikebomb.com for news updates within your favorite sport leagues, along with more news about the podcast. Thank you for your support, and see you next episode. Every night and I pray, asking Lord let him hear.